Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory doing another podcast episode for Swing Trading the Stock Market. And today, I want to talk about when the market has identity issues, because it really is. It's it's kind of like having daddy issues right now with, with the way it's been behaving this week. And uh, it's been driving me nuts as a, as a trader because a lot of what I have been looking for has not really been playing out. And so you're having to readjust your strategy. You're having to readjust uh, your approach to the market a little bit because right now in the current state, you're having much more uh, favorable treatment of small caps versus large caps. Every day this week, the small caps have outperformed the large caps. Even today, when the S&P 500 is up, you know, 13, 14 points, it's only up 0.4%. But you look at the Russell, it's up again, another 1.2%. So it's not just outperforming it by like a couple of tenths of a percent. It's performing it like outperforming it more than three times the amount. So it's a substantial amount. It's it's pretty big. Um, it, 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 it's, it's kind of frustrating because the small caps in general for all of this year have been very uh, absent from the market. They really haven't performed that well. And the reason why I say that is because if you look at the trend line going all the way back to uh, February of this year, what are we talking about? So eight months there since February, small caps have been non-existent. It's just traded sideways. That's all it's done. It had a great January, but once once February uh, came around, it just stopped. It just has been st- uh, trading sideways since and it's still stuck in the sideways consolidation it hasn't broken out so as traders were left with oh shoot do i do i go and buy this uh the small caps up i really don't think you do and i think history has shown too when you start seeing some of the the people chase after the small caps hoping that 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 they will finally be able to to benefit from being late to the party at least they don't they don't typically do that well and it it, it, it doesn't last for that long so while the small caps have been outperforming the large caps and outperforming it pretty handedly, I don't think you should just go chasing after them. I, I think you should still play individual trade setups for what they're worth. You still do a top-down analysis, making sure that your trading is in alignment with the S&P 500 or the, the broader market. It's also in line with the sectors that you're trading and also the industries within those sectors that you're trading. And then you look for the good trade setups in between. I I have found September to be a little bit frustrating so far because of this whole uh, identity issue. It's it's not been the easiest for trading. You also have a a tendency for the market to go away from the momentum plays and favor more of the value plays right now. So that has definitely been noticeable too. So the momentum plays that we've all been accustomed to, like shop and like. Uh, COUP and SMAR, the software stocks in particular, these really strong momentum plays, they're the ones that have been seeing most of the selling so far this week. They have been non-existent. Software stocks in particular have have been just absolutely hammered. Now, if you're in Microsoft, man, Microsoft has done pretty good. They're still hanging in there pretty well. They it takes a lot for for Microsoft to see a massive sell-off. Even in um the, the October, November, December time period, we didn't see a huge sell-off at that time. It, it still held together pretty well. Um, but a lot of your software stocks like Adobe, like Shopify, like um, 
Coop and SMAR, they, they've really been taking some massive hits. Splunk, but, but today you're actually seeing some of them trying to bounce. You're seeing it in uh, Shopify. You're seeing it in Splunk, SPLK. Really good. In fact, some of them are happening off of really good key trend lines. So going forward, I would watch stocks like SMAR, uh, SMAR, which has a long-term trend line that it's bouncing off of today. SPLK doing the same exact thing. And then today, I also bought in Shopify. Shopify and I have had a pretty rough month. I'm hoping that we can uh, put aside past grievances and move forward from here because I took it like a 3.4% loss on it yesterday. And it was a day trade of all things, which kind of stinks. You know, I mean, I want my day trades to stick and do well. It didn't work well. Uh, I, I took a hit on it. I also traded um, it earlier in the month. It took like a one and a half percent loss on it. So we have some making up to do here. So I got in at three uh, forty three fifty, and it's trading up close to three fifty now. So you know, fingers crossed. But you know, it, it's it's on the right path right now. It's, I wasn't quite sure in the early going if this thing was really going to break out for me today or not, or bounce at least. And and it's finally trying to in the last thirty minutes or so. So that's good. So, so like I said, you have an issue with momentum versus value right now. A lot of more money going into the value, but it's not the value that you would expect it to be. It's a lot of like Boeing. It's a lot of your stocks that have just been really hammered over the past year. It's stocks that have not done that good. Chemicals within the industrial sector doing very well. So you look at like DuPont, you look at um, CC, a lot of those stocks are doing really well right now. But it's not like your utilities where, the, of course, there's always going to be value in stocks like NEE, Next Era Energy, or FPL, what it used to be. The, that stock, um, NEE, I mean, it, it's not really attracting the buyers. It hasn't really been going up at all this week. But you look at stuff like Boeing, which can't, you know, it, it can't find its way out of a wet paper bag, all of a sudden attracting a lot of buyers. So it's a lot of your crappy stocks, a lot of your biochemical stocks have rallied too pretty well. So how, how do you as traders deal with this kind of market? What do you do to uh, get through it? How do, you, how do you handle yourself? Because I know for me, since the start of September, so far 50% of my trades are higher. The problem is, is that some of my losing stocks have really gotten hammered. Like The one that really killed me was yesterday was uh, L3 Harris. And that one, that one really took a beating, like a, a hard beating yesterday. And it actually came right back, which that's the frustrating thing about stop losses, by the way. If you do stop losses, and I hope you do, because stop losses are what prevents you from you know, seeing massive losses or panicking, panicking at the absolute worst time. It's making it more of a, um, an emotionless exit to a trade that did not go well. But with LHX, you know, my stop loss was like a 207. I think I got out at like 204.90. It just sold off so fast in the beginning. Of the open and it, and I don't I don't use good to cancel stop losses so I got I got taken out of that trade pretty quick and I didn't even I didn't even see it like it wasn't really showing that in the pre market there was no pre market action in it so it, it kind of took me by surprise and by the time I got the order in it was like way not way below but it was like an extra one percent below my original stop loss so I took like a four point nine percent loss and that was probably like the second biggest loss I've taken this year which in the grand scheme of things that's not bad. Uh, but but it's still, I, I really don't like taking those big of losses. So it, it kind of put me in a hole a little bit to start this month out. I'm pretty confident I'll get myself out. I mean, I can't guarantee anything, but uh, by the end of this month, I mean, I have a pretty good track record of digging myself out of much bigger holes. Um, and I don't, that's nothing to brag about. But um, And when I say bigger holes, I'm not talking about like massive 
like drawdowns in my account. I don't have massive drawdowns in my account. I actually keep things pretty, pretty much on the up and up. I mean, I think if I have like a two or 3% drawdown, that's pretty substantial for me. Like that's huge. So the, the, the beginning of the month hasn't, hasn't been too good for me. And I think it's been that way for a lot of traders. There's a lot of landmines out there. There's a lot of companies like changing some forecasts for quarter four. And I think that you're, you're seeing some hits getting taken there. I got hit by that. I got hit with it uh, with Starbucks. Starbucks just, I have been, I had been holding it for probably two going on like three weeks about. And then all of a sudden, and I hadn't even really made any money off of the trade. I was like barely up. And then all of a sudden they decided to, you know, change, change some of their quarter four numbers. And I just, I got killed on it. So um, I, I think I took like a, uh, I got taken out of my stop loss. Basically I, I say, I say words like getting killed or just getting slaughtered. And for some people out there, that's like, you know, 50, 60% loss or portfolio capitulation. I just, I probably use those terms too loosely. I'm probably, you know, like I'm not seeing capitulation in my portfolio by, by any means, but but I don't like taking losses. I keep my stop losses tight. So if I do take like a three, four percent loss, I mean, that's significant to me. And it's not because my winners aren't that great. My winners, I mean, I last month alone, I had a nine percent return in Shopify. So I do have some pretty solid returns in some of my trades. Um, and more than 50 percent of them are profitable. Well, 54 uh, percent this year so far. I, every year I say I'm going to aim for 60 percent. Um, and I, I there's a lot of months where I do have 60% uh, accuracy on my trades, but it doesn't look like I'm going to get it this year. One of these days I will. I, I feel like that, that that's an incredible achievement. If you can be right 60% of the time on your trades, that's really amazing. Now, I know there's people out there that will claim that they're even 80 or 90%. They're full of crap. They're not 80 or 90% right on their trades. It just doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, so for, for you, if you're struggling with this month so far, and, and rightly so, if you are, it, it's, it wouldn't be, it's not surprising because a lot of traders are struggling with this month so far. But slow things down. Follow your stops, first of all. Don't, don't try to like ignore them or hope that the things will come back up. Follow your stops. You also got to slow it down a little bit. You don't have to go, you know, adding 100 trades to the portfolio. I was kind of aggressive this morning. I mean, not overly aggressive, but I only had one trade coming into it. It was NVIDIA. And so I added Alibaba, which I'm up like 30 cents on that trade, which isn't a much because considering it's a $176 stock, but I am up on it. So that's good. That's a decent start. Um, I do like the trade. There is some resistance overhead, needs to break through it, but I do like the bull flag that it's trying to come out of. And then I added back shop. This is the third time I've traded this stock. Um, I think this is a stock that could easily get back to 400 in pretty quick, uh, short order. So um, right now it's trading at 350 plus and we'll see where it goes from there. Um, but yeah, slow it down. You don't have to add a whole bunch of, you know, trades to your portfolio. Um, you don't have to be overly aggressive. Just slow it down. Try to figure out what's working. Stick to the strategy, the bigger strategy of a top down trading strategy and then look for the sectors, focus in on the sectors. Now, I would say this energy. I don't like energy. I even tried it uh, this month and it did not work out well. Hess, H-E-S. I really hate energy sector so bad, especially in 2019. It's not like that all the time. I, uh, I've had some really good success trading Hess and other uh, energy stocks in the past. But this year, it has been just off the charts crazy. I don't like it at all. And uh, I just, um, I, I've seen this rally in recent days and it just keeps going up. But then check it out today. Energy's down 2.8% and it didn't even happen. The, the big sell-off only happened like an hour ago on news that 
Trump was considering lifting sanctions on Iran, which, you know, I guess apparently that led to some to the reason why John Bolton resigned or he got fired. I don't know. Nobody's ever going to know for sure. But any case, you do that. Obviously, you flood the market with more oil. It drives the price of oil down. We saw a 3% sell-off in oil or 2% sell-off in oil like instantaneously. And and that's the kind of craziness in oil that you can't trust the, 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 the rallies in it. And, and financials even to a certain extent. I mean, I've had a hard time wanting to buy financials much because they can, just when they start to look like they're breaking out, boom, they hit you with a something, you know. 10-year yield starts tanking again. Um, a bank's failing. Somebody's creating fake accounts at Wells Fargo. Just... It, it can just get really irritating. So the financials, when they rally or when the energy rallies, I mean, those are two sectors that I, I, I don't mind playing financials as much versus I, I'll play financials more than I'll play the energy sector. And I really like some of the more like the payers like MasterCard, Visa. I like uh, what's the other one? Um, PayPal. I like those Discovery, DFS. Um, even even so, Square is considered a software stock, and it hasn't been that good lately. <laughs> I mean, just look at the charts down in the sixties, and I would have I would have expected it would have bounced by now. Quite honestly, I'm surprised that buyers haven't you know bought that sucker up yet. But um, Square, I kind of consider it a financial player, even though it's still considered a software stock. It's probably more software than it is financials, just because of how it reacts to uh, software volatility in that particular industry. But still, I mean, it's kind of like a proxy play. In any case, just to wrap things up, you know, because I don't want this podcast going too long. Some of you guys and gals listen to me on the way home from work and, uh, you know, it may only be like a 15 minute commute or something like that. So I don't want to take up all your time. But listen, current state of the market, small caps are being more favored towards large caps. That's not going to persist forever. OK, we may see a continued run for the near future, but eventually people are going to get interested much more in large caps. Already seeing that today. Look, Apple's one of the second biggest company in the world. It's it's rallying today pretty well. Um, and it's been rallying in the last few days. But there's a lot of value in that stock, right? And we talked about momentum and value, where people are less eager to buy the momentum place and, and um, in the recent days. But actually, you're starting to see that you know flip again, too, because you know shops starting to bounce. You're starting to see some of these stocks like SMAR and the other software stocks that are trying to bounce today. But overall, the, the favoritism has been more towards the value place. Apple's a value place. So it kind of like fits in there nicely between the uh, the favor, people favoring small caps, but they also favor value. That's where Apple continues to rise. So slow things down. Follow your stops. If you're, if you're not sure this market, don't, don't make any crazy decisions. Just, just uh, go with it. So that's going to do it for today. Check out the swing trading uh, splash zone. It's really good. It's, it's built exclusively for swing trade. It doesn't mean you can't be a day trader in there. There's day traders, but um, there's people who day trade. But overall, I'm a swing trader by heart. Um, people, you know, swing trade my my stocks. You know, they also provide their own trading ideas. It's a good community of traders and a lot of good ideas always floating around in there. So highly encourage you to check it out and uh, free seven day trial. So what do you got to lose? Thank you. Take care. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Share Planner Splash Zone where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial, access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. 
So go ahead and sign up by going to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. That's www.shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. And follow me at SharePlanner on Twitter and on SharePlanner's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at shareplanner.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. All the best to you, and God bless.